0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Standig Room Only Podcast. Yes, I'm your host, Ben Standig, and I cover the Washington Commanders for The Athletic, which means I spent the last couple of days actually watching some college basketball because there hasn't been a ton going on with the Commanders at this point. It is now, I'm talking to you, it's roughly 7 o'clock Sunday night. So if something happens in the next uh, few hours here, then you know you'll know why I'm not discussing it. But as of now... They've only signed Andrew Norwell as their lone outside free agent. That happened um, on Thursday, just minutes before or minutes before the Carson Wentz introductory press conference. Uh, So there hasn't been a ton else to discuss. So what basically I just did was I had a conversation with our friend Scott Jackson to discuss kind of where we're at with this team. I I fully embrace the idea of grading them as an incomplete right now. And that's not as a cop out. It is a reality. We don't know what this whole situation will look like. There's still money on the cap to spend. They still have significant holes. Uh, Mike linebacker being the most notable one. They've created some additional holes depth at, at both lines and at safety. And, you know, maybe they add another offensive playmaker until these things occur. Or we see that they you know put their pencils down and they're really not going to do a ton else, at least not before until um, after the draft. It's hard to know what to make of it. Either way, there is still plenty to discuss. And Scott and I did that. We discussed uh, you know, sort of the what do we, what do we make of the Carson West Carson Wentz press conference. Do we feel like Washington's plane is cohesive or is it just kind of random? I did talk about that aspect the other day with uh Nikki Jabwala from the Washington Post. I got a lot of great feedback from you guys um about that episode. So if you haven't heard that one, I I suggest go check it out. It was a lot of fun. And um you know, there there has been all of this back and forth with, or not back and forth, but all this discussion about Washington's uh, front office and like what happened with the J.D. McKissick thing, the Midianitis situation. We heard from Bill's GM, Brandon Bean, on Friday. He, he had to the press conference in which he expressed his concerns over how things went down, so on and so on. So, you know, it, there's the combination of what moves have they made, what haven't they made, what's the plan, does it feel like it's a plan? Ron Rivera can say there was a plan, but it doesn't always feel like it. But we don't know fully yet because we haven't seen the end result. So there's still plenty to chew on. And Scott and I did that for sure. You can follow Scott on Twitter at Jackson Sports. You can follow me on Twitter at Ben Standing. And of course, you can subscribe to this here podcast on iTunes or Spotify. And I really, if you do, I greatly appreciate you taking a couple seconds to drop a rating and a review. And of course, you can also listen on The Athletic. Uh, if you have not yet subscribed, I think I think this is still going on. The we we have a special, one dollar a month for six months. If you go through the web, click on my article, any one of my articles to do that. I'll have a new one up, I believe, Monday morning. Um, kind of resetting the death chart and kind of where they're at right now. What's what what do they need? What 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 new holes exist and how they potentially can address some of these things. So you can check that out as well as everything else I had on the athletic. Um, I did speak with Ron Rivera after his press conference which was moments after the Carson West Carson went press conference on Thursday and I think he had a lot of interesting things to say I pressed him on a few topics with regards to what's kind of going on with this plan Um, he from the draft perspective I think he was pretty definitive with me more so than I think he was with the group that it's pretty unlikely Washington will draft a quarterback in the first round they shouldn't I mean, this is a year in which the draft is not considered to be all that interesting from a quarterback perspective. I'm not saying there won't be starters that come out of it, but nobody seems to be that high on them, which is why quarterbacks are not going off the board um, much earlier than potentially nine to Seattle or 11 to Washington. So why invest in a quarterback, which would be effectively a risky proposition regardless, on top of the somewhat risky proposition of having traded for Carson Wentz. You're already making this investment. If Carson Wentz is effectively a one-and-done, then Washington made a bad choice. If he's going to be the starter for multiple years, then why do you need to draft a quarterback now at 11, in which, again, A, it would feel like a reach, and, B, that guy won't play for a couple of years. You can always draft somebody next year if you want. You could draft a quarterback in the later rounds, which is where I would imagine is the more likely scenario. Think, what, do they have six picks right now? Ron Rivera previously told me that he expects them to have a, a um a rookie on the roster in addition to two vets. The two vets are here. The rookie to come, I just would be surprised if there's somebody at 11 unless they absolutely fall in love. That was the caveat Rivera gave. I just doubt that that is actually The thing, which of course leads to a different question then of what would they do at 11? We'll get into that more down the line. Obviously, receiver would be an option. Linebacker like Devin Lloyd from Utah is something they could do if they don't make an investment in a a, a veteran of some note. So plenty more to discuss on the draft and we will get to all that for sure. But for now, we're going to go to my guy, Scott Jackson. Uh, Fun conversation as always with, with Scott. He, of course, is also part of Washington's uh, post game show, uh, for, for the team. And he does a lot of great work on 1067 as well as some radio work in Richmond. So, uh, let's get to it. We're talking Carson Wentz, the front office. What comes next? What do we think? A whole bunch of that and more here on the standard room only podcast. All right. Joining me as promised, he is. My go-to guy when it comes to I want to talk about the the uh, commanders and also I didn't even tell him we we may drop in a quick wizards thing at the end of this thing. Uh He is none other than the great Scott Jackson, uh, sir. It, I'm taking you away. We're talking Sunday night college basketballs on. You're you're, you're a gentleman and a trooper to come in. It's like halftime of Duke mm-hmm. Michigan State, so we're not going to do a long one here. We need to get back to watching Coach K hopefully lose. I don't even know what's a halftime score. Uh, Duke's up by uh, I believe three at this point All right. yeah. so you know or if four. they win by three 30, or four. Can, yeah if they win by 30 you can you know make fun of me and if they if they lose you can call me prophetic um, we have things to discuss although to be super honest not a ton's happened since the last podcast. Um, I do want to sort of get into the idea of, based on where they're at now are they do we think they're trending in the right direction but just as a you know it's a quick baseline so since the last podcast you know they did sign. Andrew Norvell, uh, the replacement for Eric Flowers. Um, yeah, you know, I, 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 we, we, it's a quasi-swap. I mean, Flowers rate's a little higher, a PFF, if that means anything to you. But obviously, Norvell's, at, Norvell's had some good experience in the past. Um, the Other other than that, they really haven't done anything with the roster. The, the one thing that has happened, though, since, as you and I were just discussing, uh, Bill's GM, Brandon and Bean, came out, made some comments about what happened there with J.D. McKissick. That was kind of interesting, knowing the history that he has with people in this organization. And he basically was pretty, um, he wasn't thrilled, you could say, no, with boy. regards to uh, how it laid out that uh, they thought they had a deal with McKissick. McKissick's agents told Washington it's done, what Bean was saying. And then Washington kind of kept kept going. And obviously they got the guy to change their mind. Um, either go with either one of those. Uh, well, a- anything in there particularly of interest for you? Well, I mean,
1: they're upset that Washington tampered during the tampering period. I mean, I, do, I don't really understand it. I mean, I, I was told as a young kid, um, in a lot of senses, wh- whatever the walk of life is, it's not a done deal until you got a contract. It's not a, or not a done deal until it's a done deal, which, you know, in this case is a contract. So we've seen a lot of guys flip this year. Um, obviously, Gregory's situation is a little bit different in Dallas, uh, the weird situation. Uh, up in Baltimore, um, I'm forgetting now, who did they have? And they lost, they lost a free agent. And, uh, you know, there's been these these weird things that have happened so far in free agency. And I don't know, to me, you know, I don't understand what, like, the agent, so he said it was a done deal, but then Washington countered again. Uh, and obviously his client wanted to be in Washington. So I, I thought, like, he worked for the client. You know, it's kind of confusing Uh, You know, sometimes these agents, you know, kind of put personal interests in front of themselves. So I don't know. Maybe they did do something totally underhanded and dirty, and maybe it shows a um, lack of communication with their very large front office. You know, who knows? But at the end of the day, if, you know, Buffalo's mad at Washington – whatever I mean these front offices and these coaches flip within five years anyhow is it really going to matter I'm sure Ron Rivera and Sean McDermott someday will play golf again together or whatever they do uh, at some Carolina reunion so I I mean I don't think it's the end of the world Uh, it's not Baltimore Washington in baseball where they're never going to trade with each other Uh, so I just think you know it is what it is right now they got a good player in Tim Settle from Washington they should be happy about that in free agency and You know, J.D. McKissick's heart obviously was not in Buffalo. And, you know, bigger picture, whether Washington was dirty or not, you know, they get a little street cred here. I mean, here's a guy that would rather be with the commanders than with an NFL, you know, Super Bowl champion type of contender team. I think that's kind of significant, whether you think it was underhanded
0: or not. I I, I was at uh, at a – watering hold on over on friday for a few minutes to see some friends about college basketball or uh, watching the tournament and immediately i walk in i start getting peppered with questions and they're yeah. all like come on what's going on how on earth could mckissick stay with washington over buffalo right. there must be something right. else going on here i'm like i don't know i guess you yeah know. same money right And that's so, the
1: crazy part about it ben it's it's like same money it's not like they heard the money from buffalo they go hey, we will beat that by like five million dollars or whatever they they came in there and they Ended up changing it, you know. I mean, they ended up staying for the same exact amount of money, supposedly. So that's what's kind of crazy about this whole
0: thing. I, ironically, I was with so one of my friends there, he's worked for the same company for 20 something years. And I said to him, I assume you've had opportunities to leave. He's mm-hmm. like, Yeah, I'm like, Well, why are you still here? He's like, I don't know, kind of like it here. I'm like, Well, I don't there know, isn't that? Yeah. Isn't, I mean, I mean, we, we view these things sometimes from the Super Bowl perspective as opposed to how we would view our own lives where do you know you have right. a home where you have it whatever it may be you like your you like your co-workers and mm-hmm. maybe that's enough i guess the, though the thing though is the mckissick thing by itself maybe you want to write it off but when you do tie it in with what happened with matt ionitis where, where his agent um got clearly upset well, over the lack of communication from washington yeah. that led to his client getting cut um you know hours before free agency started ionitis has subsequently signed a one-year deal with carolina Ironically, the pipe ball, the, the train goes back that <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, right, right. Um, so that happened, and um, you know, I I don't know if it if there's really a kerfuffle, but I I'd I mentioned the other day that like with regards to Tim Settle, that there may have been an, opp- an opportunity to bring him back as well, but uh, they were slow to that, and you know, whatever he he moved on, and I guess it's just sort of in the totality of it, you know, if if you had to say at this point, we're talking again Sunday night, like six twenty what what's the what what's the narrative that's come out of so far for agency it is i think a little bit of front office chaos here that there is some some sense of confusion again wh- something was off on the McKissick front one way or the other um and, and led to them having to do this like full court press at the very end when they were down you know 10 points with 30 seconds left, or maybe no time on the clock right. um maybe it's more not maybe it's more akin to the u.s russia olympic game from 1972 they went to the they, they had the refs uh, put time on the clock or something, I don't know, to to to, to get the win. That's a net reference nobody else is going to get.
1: No, I mean, I got it. Doug Collins got it. He's crying right oh, now. Oh, you Thank get you. it. Yeah. You're uh, old... Three seconds to cold. Thank you. Um, By the way, Ladarius Smith, the guy I couldn't remember who's stiff Baltimore at the end uh, from uh, the Packers, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, that's a good point. I mean, so maybe that's the bigger takeaway, right? Like behind the scenes, this is a disorganized situation. Uh, which which would be a concern, obviously. I think look, a lot of things changed because of their their uh, desire to get a quarterback, which they did. You know, going after Carson Wentz it changed a lot of uh, priorities. It, it changed the way obviously they had to handle the cap. They release a lot of players. I and I just fell victim to that. Flowers fell victim to that as well. So I, I think that's part of it. Now, only time will tell if that's a good move or not. I think you and I um not on these airwaves discuss this uh more so after the after the presser over there at commander's park the other day that sounds just so funny um that i I mean i don't know what it's called i i would call commander's park sure what else would you call it right i mean it's commander's headquarters
0: i haven't known what the commander's park or is it commander's headquarters i haven't known what to call the place in the last two years i would just always say the team facility or something football facility well it was a
1: nova sportsplex or, or nova um yeah yeah, whatever, but I think they're out of the business right now. So, anyway. Maybe it's so, the like,
0: command center.
1: The command center. I like that, too. So, but the point being is, I look, Wentz, for whatever was said about him in Philly, and actually, Indy, actually, only good things have been said about him outside of, you know, uh, Jim Irsay, um I thought the guy handled the press conference. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you, I couldn't have picked his voice out of a voice track of uh, 25 quarterbacks prior to the other day, and I thought he handled it as well as he could owned his, you know, issues there and, you know, also kind of move forward with it and, you know, handled it as well as he could. But, I, but look, I think only time's going to tell still if it's a good move or not. Right. It doesn't matter how good he is at the press conference or what have you, or if he makes friends and they're all like having dinners in the off season, it's only going to matter what happens in, in the actual field of play and, and what the results are. But yeah, I think, look, all that has changed a lot of the things here. And yeah, not the smoothest of starts, but they've had some saves. I, I would say the McKissick thing's a save, no matter how you get to it. I think most of us thought it was important that they keep him, and they did. So whether it pisses off the Bills, so be it. You know, whatever.
0: <laughs> we're, we're at the top, when I said not a lot's happened since the last podcast, the Carson Wentz press conference it did happen. I wrote about it, but we had just realizing now that you said that I had not talked about it. Here and and I wrote about I mostly focused on Ron Rivera's portion of that press conference plus what Rivera said to me on the side and you can read that on the Athletic but like to the when's part I'm with you he I mean it's it's unusual usually these types of press conference it's you know the the it's like spring training everybody's excited yeah. for the new right, thing right. and we're just gonna come and say oh it's gonna be great we're gonna crush everybody this was different though because a lot of the criticisms yeah. had to do with the person not necessarily the quarterback. And it is, you know, we we'll find out for ourselves. Fact from fiction, Ron Rivera clearly makes it clear. He's all in. He told me the quote that the headline for my story was, you may have questions. I don't end quote. Um, I think people have a lot of questions because yeah. of how things ended in, in Philly and Indianapolis. And we're not just going to say, well, I guess if Ron Rivera looked at some tape and talked to a couple people, including people that moved on from, Carson Wentz and said right. yeah don't worry that, that that seems odd but okay all that said here Lenny is uh, got wants to weigh in here um the all, all that said um I don't have an issue I mean you know look like you said it's all going to come down to winning and as we look at the landscape of what's going on around the league it's been now what two weeks 10 days whatever it is yeah since the Carson Wentz trade like the Indianapolis Colts still don't have a quarterback the Cleveland, well, the Cleveland Browns have just got like has got yeah. one, but now we'll see where Baker Mayfield goes. Seattle traded out of Russell Wilson, Saints don't of a quarterback, right? And, and like Seattle, like the Seattle and the Colts, maybe traded out of situations they thought in different ways they were maximizing the circumstances or whatever. Okay, that that may be true, but both of those teams still looks like they want to contend, and they don't have a quarterback now. Maybe one of them gets Mayfield, and that's not arguably better than than Wentz. So, the Rivera said to me basically. They made the deal so they wouldn't be scrambling, come for agency. Right. There is some merit to that. And I, I'm not going to knock them for that. Plus, I, I don't know what Wentz is going to be. He has been good. I'm not going to sit here and say he's going to be one of the 10 best quarterbacks in football. I'm also not going to say he won't be a, a legitimate upgrade over what they have. I think, a, I think that's a reasonable assumption that he will be, at least just based on potential. The other yeah. stuff, the locker roomy type stuff, uh, you know, the leadership stuff, We'll have to see. Uh, But, uh, you know, there's variables. So I think at a basic level, it's an incomplete grade right now. People want to know, what do you think of where they're at? I don't know. They've signed one free agent so far. Right. (laughs) Outside free agent.
1: Well, free agency, look, it doesn't – everybody acts like it ends and starts the first day and it's over like 48 hours later. It goes on the whole offseason clearly as, um, you know, the, the smarter teams have proven. And, and I know you've seen these charts that PFF and others put out. The teams that tend to suck at free agency are the teams that are ever spent in free agency year in and year out. Jacksonville, the Jets, um, this franchise, you know, used to have a history of that as well. And, you know, whether you're calling them the Redskins or, or the Commanders, um, you know, you know they, that's what they did. I mean, they they made mistakes. I mean, the commanders obviously this is their first free agency. So they haven't overspent, I guess. Um, but you know, I mean, even when they were you know, <laughs> they're watching the football, they, they they made a made a minute to make mistakes too. We don't know. We'll find out in a couple of years if we're still going. Wow, that William Jackson signing sure didn't work out. Or you know the. You know, Curtis Samuel uh, move didn't work out too well, but, you know, you think of like, even though they have been like, not since, you know, since the 20, 2000 Redskins are absolutely bonkers, right? Where they went all in and, and just totally threw up over themselves. They've, they've, you know, had their moments, whether it was, you know, Adam Archuleta you know, or of course, you know, uh, making trades for guys, you know, like um, Jason Taylor, remember that debacle? Oh, let's go get TJ Duckett, even though we don't need him, this stupid stuff like that. And then there was the signings of Josh Norman, which didn't work out because they didn't play him the right system. And you could say Landon Collins outside of a short period last year was, was not a good free agent signing. So, but usually the teams that spend a lot don't get the bank for the buck teams that bargain shop Patriots, Tend to do well. Now, last year they spent a lot, right? So we'll see if that group ends up working out well for them. But it, it usually is not a win. I mean, usually for a win, it also probably means you drafted poorly and you got to fill a lot of needs that you missed in the drafts too. And that's when you're playing from a deficit, that's never a good thing.
0: I mean, I would think I would like to see something. I mean, this is hard to 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 calculate based on what I'm about to say, but I mm-hmm. often think that a lot of times the, the 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 high price for agent signings that don't work out tend to be with teams that have lousy culture or have no established yep. identity and you're just com- yep. like i said for years when back in the in the first decade under snyder the problem was that as they were signing the bruce smiths and Deion sanders they were letting go of the brian mitchells and daryl greens i mean daryl right. was old but you know like he was yep. kind of phased out at that point i um, and other guys as well and it took away not just different players it re it, it it took away the culture of what it meant to be a member of this organization. And that's something I think they have struggled with ever since. Now, Ron Rivera has tried to to redo that and you know mm-hmm. w- w- some success, not 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 tons, but some. Um, so I think the problem has has been here that they have, yeah, you know, like I said, they have no culture, and that would still be the case, right? I mean, there is still no sense of what it means to be here, and I think they have to they've gotta work on that. But just to sort of like go from like the positives, like you said, the 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 PFF charts it shows that Washington it looks to be a big, um, a imp- lot of improvement, and that's just simply based on Carson Wentz versus Taylor Heineke because they haven't sure. done much else. What they have done is they've kept Bobby McCain at free safety, they kept J D. McKissick as their other you know second running back, right. They've kept Cam Sims, who right now, along with De'Ami Brown, would be, I guess, the outside receivers opposite Terry McLaurin. And, you know, I get it. It's not something fans are surely going to say, hey, come on, they need more. But, right. you know, I think there's at least something there. I think De'Ami Brown the expectations are he'll have a better year. And Cam Sims, I think they understand they need to get him to ball more, but they also have to do it at some point. And, yes, I'm going to mention they kept Troy Apke from a special teams perspective. He's helpful. I don't care about the rest of it. Um, at least not, at least unless I'm going to make a joke myself. Um so that's that's where they're at. Okay. Now again, the Wentz thing on paper should be a big upgrade. But here's the other counter to this. Okay, they've now b- both of their lines have lost a lot of depth. The defensive line, yeah, like what was the strength? Like if you just picked any unit last year and said what's the deepest, we probably would have said the defensive line, at least a tackle. Well, now Matt Ionidas and Tim Settler are gone. There's no obvious replacement. I guess if you want to say Jim uh James uh Daniel Wise, sorry. Uh, but like, you know, I mean I, I don't know if that's the definitive answer they've lost a bunch of depth on the offensive line and to be clear I don't know what you think about this because Rivera kept saying they had the six best offensive line basically per PFF other than Charles Leno can you tell me any one position that you feel completely comfortable going into this year because my answer would be no unless you tell me Sam Cosby is healthy the whole time because he was fine but he, he missed half the season
1: yeah, Ruije has been good when he's been healthy, but again, he you know obviously missed the end of last season for them. Um, you know the two guard positions. Schweitzer's in there; I like him. Um, you neither, know,
0: neither guy is Brandon Sheriff. I mean, even if right, they're solid, right. I get it. We, well, yeah, but, like- but
1: you always you always banked in at least five games that you missed <laughs> yeah. Brandon Sheriff. I did at least. I don't yeah, know about you, for, but sure. but maybe for like the last four years, I've known that he's going to miss at least five games. So. You know, there's that part of it, and they still have a draft. Again, there's still going to be veteran oh, free yeah. agents to become available. But, yeah, I mean, there's no question. If they had a lineup today, it would, would be a problem, but they don't. Um, So that, that you have that going for you. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you're, you know, this is, again, this is the business you get into when you have the quarterbacks with the bigger contracts. Now, over time, if Wentz is a hit, next year, the year after won't be as bad, right, because mm-hmm. – He'll, you know, you'll have it and it's not going up. And There's not the guaranteed money involved and all that stuff. So it would actually be a, a, a manageable, you know, uh, quarterback contract. Whereas, yeah, you would always rather have a guy on a rookie deal, you know, and, and somebody on one of those deals, if you could get away with it, so you can build that depth. I mean, like, to me, I would have been concerned, to be honest, if Tim Settle had decided to sign back here, because that tells me that he doesn't care about playing football. Because I mean, he didn't play here that much, so that, that's kind of amazing to me that he would even have considered resigning here. Um, because they don't even get him on the field enough, so that that's kind of weird to me that uh, there was even a discussion of that. But this—I mean, they literally but... didn't get him on the field. Like, why would you want to be here? I mean, go play, man. You're going to go start. Or, you know, you have a chance to start there. You're not going to do that here.
0: So, but this is like a, to go back to the point of the of where things are with this organization. And again, I just to restate it. It's an incomplete grade for me right now because we haven't seen the full picture. They they still have some. They have still have good money right. left. They could go out and sign a couple guys of note, and we're feeling very different. But to your point about the defensive line, sure, I'm with you on Tim saddle, Assuming Matt Ioannidis is still here, but he's not, and they had to have known that they were going to do that. Seeing as how they released Matt Ioannidis, I I would have to imagine they didn't just decide. And the literal morning. They didn't wake up Wednesday morning, day one of a real free agency, and say, right. "Hey, we're going to cut this guy." So they had to have known that Tim Settle was like, if they let anidas go, they have no depth now. Maybe but they, you still.
1: So best case scenario, Settle's a three here. Where is he in Buffalo? I think he's a lot higher up in the depth chart than that. Uh,
0: I, I don't know if he's definitely starting. They did cut Star Talua. Sorry, I'm sorry of that. Yeah. But I think they. Re- I think they also signed Jordan Phillips, and you know, I. Like I said, I get the I don't really care what Tim Settles plans were I'm saying right, right. they should have made a bigger push to keep him and I don't get the sense that they did enough. yeah but at
1: some point you gotta pay toron Payne if you if you like De'Ron Payne and if you do then you've already paid John Allen I mean how much money are you gonna line up well Tim know, Settle didn't get that for much three money, tackles though, from, yeah, from... I mean but still it's still in terms of the balance I don't think it makes any sense and are still gonna pay at some point you know Montez sweat here pretty soon you're gonna pay obviously Chase Young at some point if he is who you think he is. So, I mean, I mean, at some point, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, you're going to have to make some tough decisions here. I'll be honest with you. I like Matt Ioannidis, and I, and I really wish I would have thought about that earlier because it actually made a lot of sense. I didn't realize they could save so much money because he just did not produce the last couple seasons to the level that he did when we used to say, oh, he's the best interior pass rusher on the team. He just wasn't that guy for, for a couple of years. So, I mean, I understand what you're saying. It looks disjointed. And, again, I'll go back to maybe it's the structure of this, you know, um, of this kind of clunky – uh, position they have set up right with the general manager and then you got is it the marty marty show the marty martin show and really ron's in charge um it's just maybe maybe that's the bigger issue
0: here yeah i mean look
1: and then what's the guy rogers who's the salary cap guy too rob I mean, rogers, he, yeah rob rod the contract guy how does it all work together they're, they're, i mean you know, are. all these guys in the same phone line together i mean, I mean they send text chat. i don't know but it does seem like maybe some, like the lines are getting crossed, right? Somebody's right. supposed to be an listening, and somebody's not communicating properly. That'd be my concern as I, as I look at it here. But I, I think they were going to have to make some hard decisions once you went into the business. And we can you know, certainly say that this was the mistake where they made, which they should have gotten some money handled or taken off of Wentz's deal or restructure with Wentz. But then people would be like, well, why are they doing that? Because they get out within a year. That's stupid. So... You know, you're kind of a catch twenty two in that regard. So I although I like Ron Revere's open, like support of Carson Wentz and hey, you gotta be confident in him and all that stuff. Uh, you know, at the same time we all know that if he does wet the bed here, they can get out of the business really quickly.
0: Sure. And but just to go back to the defensive line, they're gonna have to sign somebody. It's not like they they can't yeah. go into the season. Well, they're not gonna t-
1: pay him as much as Settles would have gotten or anybody but- else this late in the game.
0: But I'm just saying. Well, I, I mean, but then maybe you're not getting as good of a player. And Tim Settle was already here. They probably not. They,
1: you know. But again, if, if to be honest with you, you know, if all things are equal, your best guy should be on the field, right? Your best people. You know, well, but John by Allen, the way, but, John but, Allen should be on the field a lot more than but, you know. But let's then put Tim this settle or Matt Ioannidis or the Yeah, but but,
0: but but hold on. Let's back this up. Yeah. First of all, yeah. their defense was not nearly as good as it was last year, and Duron mm-hmm. Payne and John Allen played a lot more snaps. They kept those guys on the field yeah. a lot. In part, I don't I think, think they, it was a
1: defensive tackle issue, though, and, and you know that you no, watch I, the game. I'm just saying,
0: if those guys are playing eighty-five plus percent of the snaps, they're going to be in yeah. trouble over over seventeen games. Secondly, well, bigger bigger issue is you know
1: don't have somebody don't have your defense on the field as well, too, <laughs> well, which they did for a good portion of the season prior but, to their.
0: But defensive line is like linebacker to a degree as long as you get lucky with injuries you don't have to have any depth those guys play yeah. every snap that's not the case on the line you swap guys out also they're now in a position where they have to resign deron Payne unless they trade him they can't let him walk because now they have no i mean yeah you know they can always do draft somebody yeah. or sign somebody else but i'm just saying the they've now given up some leverage to that side of the equation because they have no depth um well you so-
1: like to think they've maybe got somebody to like in the draft or they think they, they can move somebody on the interior uh, who they have in the ounce. I don't know. But, I mean, but there's got to be a better explanation, but, but even again, then don't have have it today.
0: If you're saying the draft, you're spending a second round pick on a defensive tackle. Are you no, not? not are necessarily.
1: I mean, Matt Ioannidis is what a fifth round pick. Right. But that, that, we're talking back? for yeah.
0: this year. He didn't play right. much as a rookie. He got cut actually coming out and Tim settle. Right. I'm saying like for this year, they have yeah. nobody behind those two guys and a second round pick would be Right. fairly costly investment even I, I,
1: like I, my whole feeling is it's we got a long way until that point um so maybe you know i don't know maybe they should have held on to ionitis longer i, I suppose I, I guess you could make that argument i mean i again i don't understand why you would have ever invested in bringing tim settle back when you're going to already pay one of the you're going to pay pain mean, clearly they like pain they're going to do it whether
0: you agree with it or not and, i don't I mean, the well, move we'll would have been I to do.
1: move pain on i guess Early, we'll you know, see. Last, I don't I don't think season. it's a
0: lock that Payne, is they're signing Payne. I think that's the logical well, I, conclusion, but I it, yeah. it's illogical from an asset allocation standpoint. You can't re-sign all four of these guys realistically. So if you re-sign Payne, you're, you're telling Sweater Young, you're mm-hmm. going out. So that's what I'm saying. I feel like, it, again, it's not, yeah, they're incomplete. And I, I'm not saying they box themselves into crap. I am saying that when you look at it in totality, what happened with McKissick? What happened with Ionitis, It's like, okay, what is going on here is it a cohesive plan or are they lurching moment to moment? Even the Carson Wentz thing. when you I think there's to- a
1: bit of a scramble. I mean, clearly Rivera told us that. I mean, after the Wentz thing, it changed their plans, right? That's a nice way of saying we had to kind of make it up on the fly.
0: Well, and look, everybody has multiple plans, right? You it, it, you have a plan. You're going to sign a quarterback for 25 to $40 million, mm-hmm. or you have yeah. the plan where you sign the Mitch Trubisky guy for $7 million and what do we do? I totally get that. But if, if the agent for ionitis clearly didn't even know they were releasing this guy then it does feel like maybe they really were kind of waiting to the last minute and if that's the case then they probably did botch the tim saddle thing and then that puts them in the pain thing I, again none of this is definitive of saying it's good or bad or anything it's looking at the, the the dynamics and saying what is actually happening here now for what it's worth again still ways to go at the moment they still need a middle linebacker again Although, then, do you
1: have to have a middle linebacker anymore well
0: he says they do so i don't
1: care what. Yeah, i don't the, really know if that's true to be honest ba- basically they a lot need of teams guy- play play five dbs right you play two linebackers no you, you need, need somebody guy- else who can cover you got you need somebody to cover i don't know if he has to be yeah, a it's not, mike, mike they're,
0: they're, not true, yeah. they're not getting mike singletary they're getting a modern day mike linebacker a guy right, who calls right. the, basically what right. they want to do is get an adult in the room who right. can organize everybody they, they even said when david mayo was playing last year it felt like it was more organized because they had to Well be don't you think it's interesting guy.
1: that nobody like not nobody but the inside linebacker position has become the undervalued free agent position, right? Like sure. none of these guys are getting paid, there's not a lot of them out there either, you know, that seem to be really sexy, and exciting. So I just wonder if you know, we, I just I kind of always felt like last off season it was like they needed linebackers. I didn't really even want to say inside outside, you know what I mean? When, when it was, what was the guy's name? KL, what was the guy with the initials? Kevin Pierre-Lewis. Kevin, Pier, Kevin Pierre-Lewis left. I was like, damn, I liked KPL. Um, You know, he was fine, but you obviously need to upgrade Bostic. Although he had the, you know, like if you could Bostic's Bostick's brain in one of these young bodies, you'd have like this sensational linebacker because he does know the defense and what have you, but these guys don't. I mean, but, you know, certainly you got a lot of good out of Holcomb. Davis looked a lot more like a professional when he played on the outside and it might be instinctual. I just don't know if you have to, box yourself into saying you need an inside linebacker and by the way why not resign david mayo i mean you know <laughs> well they did but but he's yeah. a depth play i mean like is it that's, yeah, what, right. that's what
0: that's what rivera is saying i'm not making you right know, he, he's preaching well i mean but me. why not
1: i mean why not just play david mayo? well how many snaps that ends up being who knows if you you can't get the else, i would still draft the position i mean you can always use an extra dynamic linebacker i mean clearly it's good for your special teams too i would always be looking at that position
0: sure but i, I guess what i'm saying like the entire point of the of why rivera wants to do this is he wants experience out there, not just because if you draft another line, I mean, again, yeah, but again, like you look
1: at the experience part of it, then go chase Bobby Wagner or somebody they're not, it doesn't look like they're doing that.
0: Well, there's two different aspects here a- at Mike Florio wrote about this today. The, the inside linebacker position has been depressed. The market has been depressed, which means there's a lot of guys out there. That's different than yeah. saying you don't need one. They're just waiting out the market, which is a reasonably smart move okay. to, to, to make, I'm just saying they still need one based on what the coach has said. And uh, i think that's a reasonable thing that the holcomb i mean davis will see where he is and i like Cole holcomb but they need more out of that spot um and again it's not like the the, the safety spot so if you're going up straight up the middle of the field they, they keep bobby mccain cam curls interesting but you know it's not uh ken houston back there to use a uh, no, another I mean, old reference
1: <laughs> no no no, no. Or, or even you know obviously you know they don't have uh a Sean Taylor type, obviously. I mean, yes, clearly not. So yeah, I mean, those, those are positions they, they've got to fill out still. But like you said, it's a weird market. I mean, once the big hits took place, I still think whenever you believe the top 50 free agents were, there's still a real good chunk of them still available. And, and frankly, we're only heading into week two of free agency, right? It's not even a full two weeks yet. Like I feel like yeah. people kind of panic in the NFL fandoms do. Fans do yeah, yeah
0: well i mean that's why when people have wanted me to definitively say what they're great yeah. like, i'm not giving you one i don't know what they're right. doing they still have things to do like uh, you know they could also add an offensive playmaker whether that's a receiver i know they've been looking at tight ends but they were right. unwilling they to need to get another to the, tight end. they were unwilling to pay the six million that austin hooper yeah, I don't well, like I, Austin I,
1: Hooper. I, you I'm know not what? saying they dodge a bullet twice on that, in my opinion. Never <laughs> well, I'm not Austin saying before.
0: that they were even in the mix. I'm just saying I was told they inquired mm-hmm. the price tag, ultimately was six million, sure. and they were. Remember, they wanted
1: something. to get into Austin Hooper sweepstakes like two years ago or whatever it was, three years ago. Now Rivera's first off season, right? And he got overpaid by the by the Browns, and, and thank goodness. I mean, that would have been disastrous right I mean, he's well, never I, been a field stretcher i mean by any means i, I never sure really but at some point you
0: have this. to do something and like my larger point is like the the, yeah. g- the names they have looked at from what i heard are yeah. guys who are like you would none of us would even know them by name if they weren't right. if there was i like OJ players. howard i was kind
1: of bummed out that he wasn't uh on their radar at least they didn't get close to him evan ingram would have been nice too but i'm looking at pass catchers i'm not necessarily i mean hooper's probably a better all-around guy for sure blocking, i mean what in- have you
0: yeah, in fairness to them, I mean, obviously they had some good success these first two years with the guys none of us had heard of, the J.D. McKissicks yeah. of the world, and you know Logan Thomas we knew, but not from not based on being a legit. And when's he gonna be end. able to play? That's the other problem when you start talking about
1: tight end. I mean, you're gonna go into season with John Bates and Samus Reyes as your
0: no. The answer tight is, ends, I don't the, doesn't, the answer doesn't seem like a good no. idea.
1: Then he lost obviously Ricky Seals Jones already free agency. I mean, I think you can find another quote Ricky Seals Jones type. You would think. between now and the start of the season
0: but maybe not i don't know well i mean again i don't know we haven't gotten a logan thomas update until they actually get a trainer i don't know if we're gonna get any real ones but but, look i mean if you just just he he got hurt in december just basic math and an acl recovery it's like eight to nine months that's like august september so i mean you can't count on him to start the year i wouldn't think so um that's why they gotta do something i mean look they i wrote about this the other day that they still have some money they're signing guys to adding void years to even small contracts like McKissick and McCain that suggests they're wanting to move the spread the money out unless, which is odd for small deals, but okay. Mm-hmm. But it seems like they're maximizing their money for now. Plus you have the Landon Collins money coming in later. I know they're going to have to spend some on a McLaurin and or Payne extension if that happens, but it, in talking to people around the league, when I presented the evidence of what they have done, well, I was like, what does this read to you? And the general answer was it reads like a team that is positioning itself to make at least a significant a- a- addition. Now, the question, of course, would be, A, true. is that true? And, B, what right. would it be? We mentioned middle linebacker. They could add an offensive playmaker. I mean, even though they kept more or less the, everybody back, th- th- they could obviously still use more or, or, or whatever. But, you know, at some point here, they've got to do um, – Well,
1: like else. the offensive playmaker, I mean, I, like I, I I'm – quite frankly relieved they haven't gotten the receiver market like a big you know dollar receiver market um you know there's there's still maybe somebody to add there but I mean every year we talk about how receivers are more ready than ever uh, as rookies I know you know maybe Denami Brown <laughs> makes his pause on that thought but uh, you know they come into play right away and we just haven't you know and we saw it with McLaurin here we just didn't get it with Brown um last season but I would rather just see you draft of that position and not in the first round either. I, I would say it's pretty deep. You could wait. I, I don't think there's any reason to do that. I mean, I think you use a, quite frankly, I think the secondary could use the help in the first round. You get a cover corner in the first round uh, potentially too. So, or you could, you know, if somebody actually wanted to move up, which seems unlikely today, but you never know, uh, that would also be another option since you've obviously lost some draft ammunition with the, with the Wentz deal to pick up some more picks.
0: All true. All right. um, Look, well, like I said, we we just talked a bunch for something that's for nothing that's happened. So we'll see. (laughs) We'll see what they do before. Before I let Scott go. I want to talk Wizards really quick. Oh, man. I don't care about the wins and the losses, although they beat the Lakers the other night, which is just hilarious from the Lakers perspective. No, Bradley Beal. Kuzma didn't even play. And the Lakers had LeBron. They had Russell Westbrook. And they had a big lead. And they lost to the Wizards. That's just hilarious. Um, I do want to just address this, though, really quick. I've seen some notions out there about their, you know, people are sort of questioning or wondering, like, can we definitively say who who won the Russell Westbrook trade? Oh, is that a really a question? Well, I mean, <laughs> look, I, I'm not, I I'm not, i don't want to, you know, I, I I, know some people have written these articles and I'm not trying to put, okay. put whatever. I'm just, point. I just want to say for my own, this is, this is my own opinion. Yes. They can have their own. This is the slammiest dunk t- trade debate ever unless you tell me the lakers somehow rally in the playoffs which in a series with lebron if anthony davis is healthy they could beat anybody in the league i think we all but
1: that's not what they made the trade for you know that didn't make it to be the ten seed no 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 no. i I, I, get into the you know through to get into the play hold on on.
0: what i'm saying is if you want to tell me that the reason you can't say something definitively is because what if the lakers win a title okay but as it stands now, based on the evidence we have, and the Lakers clearly not trending in a positive direction, the Wizards not. won this trade by a factor of a million, not because not because of necessarily what they got, although getting Kyle Kuzma alone is worth it. It's what right. they didn't have to do. <clears throat> Everybody assumed they would have to add picks to get rid of Westbrook if they wanted to. They didn't. Everybody assumed you would have to get rid of picks to get rid of Davis Bertans. They didn't. And I, I uh, well, it's also
1: part about getting out of the John wall contract. Yes. Albatross, Right. This is like two steps away from that. That's the other big thing. Now you could say, but they did bring in another huge contract for Zingas, but for is a live body. He's showing that, you know, Hey, well, you, man, have have some glim- you have there's to have some somebody, you got to pay some glimpses, right. There's some glimpses of it. Now here's the thing you and I know they may paint themselves in a corner here with this Bradley Beal thing. And then basically that's your team, Right. So you're going to pay Bradley Beal more money oh, than well, ever. And then, all, you know, that's your team. All that's that true, still doesn't mean they didn't win the trade. Of yeah. course they won the trade. Yeah, Bryce, let's, let's, right.
0: let's not confuse the yeah. subject. I, I, also, yeah. I'm not arguing. I'm not saying the then, winners. Yeah. Are, are, they're not, they're not winning in
1: championship, right? <laughs> but but they did a better thing than what the Lakers did in that trade. And, you know, luckily, you know, LeBron James, assistant general manager, decided that it was important for him to Russell Westbrook. And now, obviously, he's regretting it. Yeah. Which we all knew he would. We all knew it. It was a bad fit.
0: It was, it was inc- right from the Lakers' perspective. It was insane. The second somebody yeah. said done, it was like, oh my God, yeah. what? are you
1: serious? You're going to have a ball dominant player, can't shoot from the outside with a guy who has no yeah. self awareness. It's not just ball dominant. no self awareness. Right. And a guy who, you know, in LeBron, who is an excellent playmaker, but he needs shooters around him. And you have dot, not done that by adding Russell Westbrook. So, I mean, as much, and here's the frustration. I like Russell Westbrook's um effort level his athleticism over the sure. years of watching him. he's an amazing hard. player but the one thing I can never kind of um I could could I never understand about him is all the time he spends in the gym like how did you not fix the jumper dude I mean it just doesn't make sense we've seen far worse jump shooters right of over time get better like Magic Johnson, for example, not a good jump shooter. Jason Kidd, you know, Ace and Kidd, remember that joke? All-time yeah. three-point shooter now. So, I mean, there's, like, so many bad jump shooters that come through the league and big men that develop that three-point shot. And this dude can't do it. I, I mean, it's weird.
0: It's weird. I mean, it's just – I don't understand it. Yeah, no, I mean, and, you know, the, he, yeah, all that said. So, put, putting that aside, like I said – the Wizards get back Kyle Kuzma, yeah, who, see. again, I'm not saying he's going to be an all-star, but right. he's obviously a pretty good talent. They sure. got him for nothing. He, he's he been good enough to be their go-to guy, even with Bradley Beal. I uh, like Kuzma. You, you pick up a veteran in, in Contavious Caldwell, Pope, who's totally solid. And, you know, you uh, you know the, 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 it's part of the trade. They got a first-round pick that turns into this Isaiah Todd kid, who the, who the hell knows, lottery yeah, ticket, he's we'll not, see. Yeah, and so. look, yes, I get it. If you want to include now the Spencer Dinwiddie part and the Aaron Holiday sure. part, montrez harrell sure it's not that there were some some losses but off the high it's like saying i own my stock portfolio went up 800 percent and now it's only up 510 percent. it's not we're, not we're not at a deficit we're not even close yeah. and like i said if the lakers go on to win the title or contend even like they actually have a year in the playoffs they actually have a big run well then good for them i still from the wizards perspective this is a no-brainer and, and like to your point of the poor Zingas part, he always is hurt, all that. He is a real player. Bertans was a guy was body. beyond a liability. You couldn't even play the guy at all. I, whatever he's doing in Dallas, mm-hmm. same with Dinwiddie, good for them. Th- this was a win for this team, which is, again, very different than saying the Wizards are positioned to win a title. They are screwed now, I think, on the Bradley Deal situation. They should have moved him, in my opinion, four seconds after they traded Westbrook to start over effectively to sort of what we were talking about with the Wizard or the, the, the Commanders before what, I still don't know what the culture is here in part because ownership on down has uh, played he, he, they've let sort of the players they, they let the players dictate the terms more than the other way around because yeah. they can't get people to come here all the time so they have to sort of you know <laughs> kiss the butt of the guy of the stars yeah. here it happened with the yeah. wall it's now happening with, it with Beale to a degree um, all good players whatever but there's a reason why this thing is not working out and that's one of the things, but whatever. Anyway, I just need to get off my chest. Wizards won the Westbrook trade. If the Lakers again, (laughs) have some crazy playoff run good for them. The Wizards won the Westbrook trade. We can end that. Um, All right. We can end this. I wish we had more sort of like a definitive thing to discuss here, but anything else to, uh, to get into? I mean, like I said, I, I just feel like we, we just, we're just sort of stuck in this holding pattern other than to say they got their quarterback. They're not one of the teams still scrambling out there trying to figure that out. That's not nothing. Um, I
1: just leave it with, like I say, every year when people do this panicky free agent thing after years of saying, boy, I wish we'd stop being stupid in free agency. And now you've gotten to the point where, you know, you hear dumb things like, oh, I wish Dan Snyder was involved in free agency. Again. <laughs> OK, that. Yeah, because he was so successful at it. I mean, shut up. Um, it, it, free agency is not over. The offseason is not over. There's a lot of other ways to improve your team between now and kick off uh, when you're in Philadelphia on Monday night football uh, for the opener. I mean, so there's a lot of time between now and then. Let's leave it at that
0: we will we will leave it at that all right we're gonna leave it here uh many thanks to scott jackson for his time of course you can follow him on twitter at jackson sports uh he is always on radio as well so check him out on 1067 the fan and elsewhere and thank you everyone for checking out the podcast uh back sometime this week at some point they'll do something else right we'll they'll, they'll have more to talk about you can go read uh my uh my conversation with Ron Rivera over on the athletic, as well as I'll have a new depth chart story up on the athletic Monday morning. So you can check that out as well. Um, but that is it for now. Ben standing signing off until next time. See ya.